I think it's going to be a good game, and god fucking damn it. My, someone's ringing my doorbell. Hold on. Chance. Chance. Maybe someone knocked on his door, and they're just like, yo, pay up the money, and Chance is like, wait, what? And then, psh, dead. Maybe that's what happened. Oh, there's a girl over. Microsoft is releasing an Xbox One S discless uh, console. We talked about this in one of the earlier podcasts, but I got confirmation that it's actually going to be happening. Rumored to be a disc-to-digital service. Um, for all the games and stuff that you would want to switch over. So let's just say, you know, you have Gears of War or something like that. You'll be able to legitimately bring in the disc, send in the disc to whatever retailer, and they'll be able to send you back a code so you don't have to worry about buying the game again. Here's my problem with it. So when you go to get the digital code, right, and you download the game, our hard drive is going to be cross-compatible. No one's going to want to download it onto a new console and then have to go read through the game again, redo the entire game again. Theoretically, how it works is that you can download the game so let's just say your buddy owns a game and they give you access to their profile and you can download it. But if you don't have access to their profile afterwards, you still have the game downloaded, but there's like a quote unquote paywall. So if you don't actually own the game on your account and you don't have access to your buddy's account, you still have the game downloaded, but you're not able to play it. So I'm thinking that what's going to happen is you're going to be able to download the game. You can then send it in, get the code. You can then put the code in to have, however it's going to work. You can put the code in. And then you won't have to theoretically download it because it would have already have been downloaded. I'm thinking that's how it's going to work. Like, like, let's say I spend a bunch of time in a game that I've been playing on the Xbox One, right? And I go to get the game traded in for a digital code. But you're going to have to redo the entirety of your whole game when you download it under the new thing. So what my, so what my question is, is like, are saves on, like, could you take your hard drive out of your, or like, whatever, your your like you know what you mean right like the pull out yeah like thing uh could you plug that in to your ex your new xbox you're behind in the times because the new xboxes they don't have a detachable hard drive like the 360 does it's an internal hard drive but all of your saves actually go to the cloud so for example i was playing the witcher my hard drive got corrupt and so i had to reinstall everything but i could then download all of my save files from the cloud I don't know why that happens or why it works, but they put your save files up to the cloud. I'm quite far behind then if that's the case. I'm pretty sure that that's an option that you're able to turn on and off. So, you know, make sure it is on, but you don't have to worry about it if, you know, it's on and all your save files go up to the cloud because then you can just download them again. Or in my case, when I started playing The Witcher again, I was able to just load up the game and then hit continue and it automatically brought me to my last save. So I didn't have to worry about anything. Tell me, Chance, about the $500 million budget for Halo. All right, so this is not confirmed, but it has been a rumor that's been going around and has been on the internet for a few days without 343 saying, you know, it, it's it's not true. This is a couple paragraphs from digitaltrends.com. So not a very flattering name, but <laughs> here we go. The budget set by Microsoft at 343 Industries for Halo Infinite is reportedly more than $500 million according to a German website, Xbox Dynasty. This would make it the most expensive video game ever produced, though it should be noted that the amount 
said to be only for its development and does not yet include marketing costs. With that budget, Halo Infinite will cost more than Grand Theft Auto V and Red Dead Redemption 2 by Rockstar Games, which is well known for investing a significant amount of money into its projects. Even the most expensive shooters by far, such as Call of Duty and Destiny, do not succeed a $300 million budget. The more information that comes out about Halo Infinite, the, the more excited I am for it. Seems like it's good news after good news, and with a whole big budget going into it, please, if it doesn't launch, like, right, I will be incredibly upset. <laughs> well, they have a lot riding on it, because apparently Infinite is going to be releasing with the new Xbox generation that comes out, which, by the way, the new consoles are apparently going to be revealed this summer at E3, and then they're going to launch in the fall, if I'm not mistaken. That's what everyone's thinking is going to happen. There's been no confirmation about it, but that's what everyone's thinking. If Halo Infinite launches with the Xbox, which I don't think it will, because here's the thing. Halo Infinite, don't get me wrong, we haven't had E3 yet, so we haven't had any reveals for any games. But if Halo Infinite was to go with the Xbox, you think that we would have heard something about it now with the new Xbox that's going to be released supposedly in the fall. You think we would have had some sort of something. You know what I mean? Here it yeah. is, middle, end of April, and we still don't have any information about it whatsoever. Well, there's still a lot of bunch of information on Halo Infinite to begin with, let alone the, the new Xbox that's coming out. Besides the fact that, <clears throat> the, besides, you know, the, the four-player couch co-op split screen and the, and the Halo Reach-style armor customization, which I'm excited for. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that they're bringing back split screen and a really good armor system compared to 4 and 5. Yeah, I really liked that about Halo Reach. The Forge system in Reach was the best, in my opinion. The armor customization in Reach was the best. It, honestly, Reach was probably one of my favorite Halo games in terms of multiplayer. Everything was just so fluid. There weren't any problems. I really enjoyed it. I, I will be surprised, in all honesty, if they... Well, I mean, I say surprise, but I, I really won't be. What if they decide to add a Battle Royale game mode into Infinite? they are going to do that, don't play as Spartan. Play as ODSTs. Honestly, I think that that's how they should do it. Because I feel... If you're with the shield system of Spartans, how it's always auto regenerative, I feel that having a health system of ODSTs back like how it was in Halo 3 ODST, where you have to pick up health packs and shit, would fit the genre of a Battle Royale mode much better than a Spartan would. Or what they could do is they could just make it, they could give you a normal Spartan, you know, quote unquote Spartan, but then you just have to have the health, you know, I guess reduction of the ODST. Be interesting to see if they brought back like armor lock or something like that, or some sort of hologram back like in reach. So like then armor abilities. Yeah, because ODST don't have armor abilities, but armor abilities would be kind of cool in a, in a battle royale. It'd be interesting to see what their take would be on it. I think the only problem with that is that people are really torn on armor abilities it, it was a controversial thing to do back in reach a lot, a lot of people didn't like the fact that there was armor abilities in reach and from four and five onward i guess at this point it's really become a staple of halo i i kind of feel like if you're gonna do that make the armor abilities hard to get if you're gonna throw them in into a battle royale because those are very game changing when it comes to gameplay they were interesting they were fun to play around with. there were some yeah. things that i straight up hated about them i really hated the armor lock to where if you got stuck you could use armor lock and it would not kill you you wouldn't take any damage the grenade would actually fall off of your body and i hated that so much <laughs> you already get stuck you, or if you did get stuck with the plasma you just use armor lock and then it falls off again 
I hated that Oof. so much. It was the worst. Like I said, I'm I'm really I'm I'm excited for Halo Infinite. Apparently, the PlayStation Five is supposed to have parts that a high end CPU could have. It's supposed to have GDD. Uh, DDR5 RAM. Uh, its GPU is supposed to be part of the AMD Ryzen series. It's supposed to have SSDs instead of a hard drive. It's supposed to be pretty insane. I'm actually really surprised that they're going to put in so much beef to the console simply because it's a console. You know, it's going to be drawing a lot of power from the wall and it's only going to be supposedly $400. That sounds pretty cheap for a PlayStation 5 that has pretty beefy parts compared to a computer part. Because if you buy computer parts, the same stuff that would come into the PlayStation, you're pretty much spending about a good $500 on low-end parts that are about the same when it comes to PlayStation 5 parts. What a, what a supposedly is that it's going to have. I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty cheap for a damn console. That's... One thing that Sony has stressed is that the PlayStation 5 is apparently going to be supporting 8K. I guess I'm not super excited for PlayStation because I'm not a PlayStation guy. I'm, I'm, I've always been very much Xbox, so I think I'm just more excited for the Xbox than I really am the PlayStation. I just think it's kind of interesting that the PlayStation 5 is going to support 8K. I think that's the biggest thing I'm just like wowed over, simply because the PlayStation 4 Pro or whatever the frick it's called, was the first console that supported 4K and then the Xbox One X and all that stuff came out and that supported 4K. That came out not too long ago, only what, like, what was it? Maybe six years ago, something like that? And now all of a sudden we're having a brand new console that's supporting 8K and it's yeah, like, it wait. I mean, we're reaching that time. I mean, like you said uh, before when it came from Xbox to Xbox One, or I mean, from 360 to, to Xbox One, it was a few years in the making. It was like, what would you say? It was like six years and we're reaching that lifespan with the Xbox One now at this point. No, that's true. But it's just insane to think that there's actually 8K TVs. I've never heard of an 8K TV. And to but, think that a console would be able to have enough power to not only run a game super, super well, but have super amazing graphics and be able to support those graphics in 8K. I'd be, I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit skeptical on stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah. In all honesty, when, when, when you can't just promise a bunch of shit and then not show stuff to back it up. I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see what they reveal at E3 whenever that comes out in June. I'm excited to see what both Microsoft and Sony are going to put up for their new consoles because it's, like I, like you said, it's starting to end that cycle and we're starting to come into that, that new time era where we need a new console, one that's beefier and one that can actually support the games that are coming out and run them at a you know, good enough FPS. So. So, so you're more, you're more excited for, for Xbox and PlayStation. Are you at all excited for Nintendo? Well, I don't know what Nintendo is going to do simply because they just came out with a Switch, like what, two years ago? Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Nintendo has been known to just throw out really weird things. And so I think that <laughs> Nintendo could, they could throw out a Switch or like some new thing pretty easily. And it would, it would be right under the radar. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's there. And you're just like, wait, like, what is this thing? You just came out with a Switch. Why are you coming out with a new console? But I don't think that they're going to do anything soon because the Switch, honestly, is a great, great idea. It's just great to be able to put it into its dock. You can then play it on the TV. And then you're like, hey, I want to go lay down. And then you pick up the tablet. And it's the same thing right then. There's no <laughs> there's no lag in between TV, uh, tablet mode. I think it's a really smart innovation. And I think, honestly, that if they release something, all they're going to do is destroy the Switch. Honestly, I don't think that the Switch will be dead anytime soon. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they failed with the... Do you, you remember back when the Wii U was originally announced? I thought it was fun, but yeah. Anyone who does remember when the Wii U was announced, they hated it. The launch of the Wii U and throughout its life cycle has, was pretty much... It was very atrocious. Yeah, that's um, true. No, no, 
and honestly, I, I'm gonna tell you right. I'm gonna tell you right now, and I'm gonna stick by this argument. The only reason the Switch um, is so as popular as it is is because they failed with the Wii U. Why? Because okay, let's compare the Wii U and the Switch, right? Yeah. Both have a tablet version of itself. Where I mean, the Wii U was just had the separate tablet, but you could still play games on the little tablet. The Switch has a tablet mode and a TV mode. Okay, can I, can I going? You gotta compare if you compare and contrast the Wii U and the Switch, they're they're very similar. Yeah, yeah, I see. I see. Yeah, I see that because the Wii U's tablet was more of a controller, but the Nintendo Switch is legitimately a tablet. It, it, so it yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think I think one of the bigger reasons why the Wii U ended up dead failing as much as it did was because they didn't. You saw all the commercials, like how they were going to utilize it, but they didn't utilize the tablet part of it enough. Because the Wii U had an extremely small library, but for what games were on the on that small library, they were pretty good. I mean, granted, they weren't phenomenal. They weren't all that memorable, but it had a decent small library. It wasn't as polluted with with, with crap because there wasn't as many third party developers. As much as the way you get shit for it, for having such a small library of games. Yeah, I agree with you. The Wii U, though, Nintendo in general is more so of a family-friendly kind of console, while Microsoft and Sony's consoles are more directed towards gamers. Yeah, they, they, they've always had this premise of, like, uh, make the game fun for everyone. Because let's say if I play a modern-day Mario game, right? Like, let's say Super Mario 3D World. Like those games are built for having more than just one person. But if you play them by yourself, you're like, why don't I have any friends? Why, why aren't they playing with me? <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. A lot of the, a lot of Nintendo stuff is very party friendly. So solo is not that great. No, you can't, dude, you can't fucking play Mario party by yourself. Dude, you look like a loner. Play Mario party by yourself, man. You're going to look like you have no friends. Oh my, I mean, it's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Who just sits there and is like, come on, let me roll a 10, let me roll a 10. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh my. Okay. Hey, hey, your son, your son, does he have any friends? <laughs> <laughs> That's we, so I, bad. I, I, see, I see that he's playing Mario Party by himself. <laughs> I guess I don't have an argument against that. That's so true. <laughs> Okay, so we have a lot of mentions, a lot of mentions, just kind of things to go over. The first thing is, apparently, The Witcher show is going to launch in the fall, so if you're a fan of The Witcher series at all, on Netflix, between October and December, the show is supposedly going to launch. Um, Rick and Morty Season 4 is going to be soon, and I know that sounds super stupid, but one of the uh, high-up people, I forget who it was exactly, they, they pretty much insinuated that it's coming really soon, so you know we might get one of those things to where an episode just randomly drops and no one knows about it. Hopefully, non-video game related, Notre Dame fire. You know, apparently that that was a thing, and uh, a lot of people are like, "Yo, what's going on?" Everyone says it was a construction fire, but it didn't look like a construction fire. But we still don't know if it was like like terrorism was involved. No Man's Sky has been paying Notre Dame tributes as well. Players have been creating. Notre Dame Cathedral replicas in No Man's Sky to pay tribute, and apparently Assassin's Creed Unity is free to pay homage to the Notre Dame fire. So if you want Assassin's Creed Unity, I'm pretty sure it's through Uplay. So just check that out real quick. Oh, yeah, that's not too bad actually. Yeah, it's nice. 
Yeah, it is super nice to pay a little homage, pay a little respect. Samsung came out with their first foldable smartphone that cost $2,000. I saw some reviews on it. It actually looked really, really cool, but apparently they're breaking really, really quickly. People are complaining about it because the thing is, is that if you put it in your pocket, it's a really tall phone. So if you put it in your pocket or your butt pocket and you sit down, the bending of the phone breaks much or like the phone will break much easier because of the bending because there is a slight gap in between both of the screens when they come together because there has to be some sort of uh, axis for the screen to fold on and between both screens when it's folded up there's a little bit of space and so a lot of people are complaining that it breaks really quickly the Fortnite world cup is going on every single week between now and the next eight weeks uh, there's tournaments, so if you're into that, you could watch that. Endgame is coming out uh, this upcoming Thursday, and so I know I'm hype about it. Sadly, I'm only going to be seeing it on Saturday, so I have to wait a few more days. I know a buddy of mine is going to be seeing it at like 10.30 p.m. Thursday, and so <laughs> good luck with that. Zach, World War Z came out. Apparently, it's a zombie survival game, kind of like Killing Floor 2, if any of you know what that is. Think of it as like Call of Duty Zombies, pretty much. I'd say people more have been more comparing World War Z to Left 4 Dead. Yeah, Left 4 Dead. There you go. Left 4 Dead. Yeah. Stranger Things is getting sued. The director is the Russo, I think it's the Russo brothers. Anyway, whatever brothers they are, they're getting sued for plagiarism, which I think is kind of funny because the show is actually incredibly unique. Two things that come to my mind. One, why are you suing them now? And two, how do you plagiarize that? It's such a unique storyline. And then something that's actually really cool that a lot of people will probably be like, oh, that's stupid. Ninja made Time Magazine's top 100 influential people for this year which i think is astounding a video game content creator making time magazine's top 100 most influential people this year let's make sure that we're talking about the same person here are we talking about mr what'd you say to me you little shit (laughs) (laughs) is that is that we talk about the same guy i mean ever since he's gone clean (laughs) like i don't care who you are you can't deny that he's done quite a lot for gaming (laughs) but no yes it's that guy (laughs) it's that guy moving on to indie stuff one thing i want to mention real quick and this i just found was kind of funny apparently there's going to be a tetris hello kitty crossover like wait if you want that then go ahead and buy Tetris Hello Kitty crossover. But there's one thing that I want to talk about in particular, and it has to do with No Man's Sky. So if you don't like this, skip ahead a little bit. In No Man's Sky, there is a group of people. They're going around the entire galaxy or universe or whatever it is, and they are finding the black holes, and they are charting which black hole takes you where, so then they can create a black hole highway which I think is amazing because then you're going to be able to travel the universe, meet new people, go to different hubs. It's going to be really, really cool. But there are so many black holes. It's going to take years and years to map all of it out. What, for just like the generic fucking landscape of No Man's Sky? There's like 14 quintillion planets or 14 quintillion systems, which is a lot of systems. If no one's played No Man's Sky and you're like, well, how big is the map really? You can watch some videos or actually look at the map. There are so many billions and millions and quadrillions and whatever of systems. Theoretically, you should never, ever find someone that has been to the same star system you have because there are so many. You can find portals. 
And through those portals, you're able to enter some coordinates and take you to another place, but they're really hard to find. So instead of finding those, they want to tr these guys want to try and map every single black hole to where it ends because the black holes don't spit you out on a random location. They spit you out in an actual area that's designated. So then you can create like quote unquote highways. And it's, it's a really, really cool idea. But the thing is, is that it's going to take a long, long time to map all of that out. Is it really worth it? From what I remember, it, the game was very repetitive. Me personally, I don't think it would be all that interesting to... Okay, no, that makes me sound bad. I shouldn't say that it wouldn't be interesting to see an entirely mapped out galaxy for No Man's Sky. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't think it's worth the effort. You'd have to have an extremely large like reddit right you'd have to have like a reddit post where everybody takes pictures of the galaxy and all that other shit and then posts it there and then you'd have to have quite the substantial group of people to connect the dots in a sense in a sense i'm not sure how they're actually going to do it they probably have you know some sort of spreadsheet or something you know some not a spreadsheet but you know something to where they're keeping track of all of it but it is quite intense and it's going to take a long long time All right, well, we don't have any controversy. There was nothing that we could find that was screaming talk about me. There was a couple things, but it was all like Fortnite related or, you know, some of it was Apex related. So nothing like super, super big. So we're going to be skipping the controversy section and we're going to go straight into what we're playing. So Chance, tell me what you're playing. Hunt Showdown. For those of you who don't know what Hunt Showdown is, it's yet another battle royale, but it's not a battle royale in the sense of you drop in and you go find weapons. If I had to explain the genre, it, it would be more so like, like, like a dark Western theme where everybody's a bounty hunter. You have a predetermined weapons that you, that you select, tools, throwables, consumables, stuff like that, that you set up pre-game. And then you go in and what basically what the objective is, is you have to find clues that are around the map and you have to kill one of two basically giant demon monsters for the most part. Like there's a giant spider that has a human face. And then there's also someone they call the butcher, which is just a big burly, gross humanoid thing where one arm is just covered in these like huge leeches and it's wearing a pig head. And you have to go out there to kill those. But while you're trying to do that, you have other groups of bounty hunters. So other players walking around the map trying to do the exact same thing. And if they see you, they're going to shoot you. Sounds so it's, it's, pretty so it's intense. It is because it's a very sound based game. So you need a good pair of headphones because you need to be able to hear everything that's going on around you. And, in and also with finding other players, there's basically little small cues if some let's say if a player walks by a group of crows or a group of ducks they will fly in the opposite direction of where the player is Ooh, that's really interesting it's kind of like bloodhounds thing in apex except no one really knows what the crows do in bloodhounds so <laughs> nope nope <laughs> the game's been out for i don't know how long and you, we still don't know what bloodhounds crows do yeah that's weird <laughs> everybody goes in everybody goes after the same two monsters and they're, they're adding a third one, which is going to be one organism made up of a bunch of giant insects. I haven't seen much of stuff on that, but that's something that's being more recently added. So you know, everyone goes in, everyone goes out the same monster, and you're trying to escape with the bounty. 
If you escape with the bounty, you level up the hunter. You can keep going in until he reaches level 50. Or, or actually, it's level 25. Level 25 is when you can retire the hunter, but you can get him all the way up to level 50 and then get this huge experience bo bonus for retiring. But if you die, you lose everything on the hunter and you lose the hunter himself. So death, death is permanent for the most part. I like that. It gives you a sense of actually trying to play and not just running and gunning and W king. You playing anything really else, Chance? Uh, actually, no. That's actually the boat. That's the biggest game that I've got back into recently that I've been playing with a bunch of friends. That's it. Yeah. Pretty it's insane. That and Kenshi still. Okay. <laughs> what about you? I have been playing lots of Apex. I just, I can't get enough of it. <laughs> I love it. Um, I just wish that they would add something else. It seems like they need to add a new map. They need to add new something. I kind of wish, though, that they would add a map where the colors were changed because the colors in that game are starting to bug me, which sounds really stupid to say, but it's all like browns and yellows and very faint greens. I don't know. It's just like change the map, get a new map, and change the colors straight up. I've also been playing a lot of Killing Floor 2. For those of you who do play, there is double XP and double drops this week. So if you're really into that stuff, you know, play it. <laughs> try and level up your perks. Try and get those drops because they're... Like I said, it's double drops, and they're actually dropping a lot of stuff every game. But that's about it. Uh, I've been playing Pokemon Go a little bit more. I uh, kind of got addicted to it again, but I'm already bored of it. So, you know, <laughs> it's just like I don't have the gumption to go and, like, walk downtown and do stuff. And I don't have anyone that plays with me, so it's like, fudge. You realize that's the whole point of the app, right? I to know. Get you to go outside. I know, but you gotta go so, take your walks. Well, the thing is, is that I, I literally cannot do that for more than maybe thirty minutes because my phone battery is shot, and so it drains incredibly fast. Oh. And to replace it, I would need to send it into the shop, and I'm not sure how long that would take. And right now, at this point in time, I actually like need my phone all the time. Finals and stuff coming up with family coming out soon and whatnot, just so that I can stay in cahoots with them and keep talking. It's kind of yeah. one of those things where I literally can't. I need my phone. So maybe when I move up to Washington and I have time, I might be able to quickly do that so I can actually go downtown and freaking play Pokemon Go. But yeah, that's about it. I haven't really been playing much. I've been playing Rocket League a tad more with my buddies, uh, but not too terribly much because the ranking system in that game is broken. I'll be in plat three and I'll be playing with other plat threes, but they can do ceiling shots and everything else. I'm sitting here like, dude, I can barely double jump and boost. <laughs> so it's, it's a, it's a bust, but it's fun. Now I feel like I should ask this. Would you ever consider streaming rocket league? I don't think I would. I used to try to stream it. Thing is, is that the community is actually really toxic. There's some players that are really good and really nice, and they're just like, yeah, it's a game. But a lot of players are really toxic. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I'm going to tell you this real quick. There was this one time I was playing a solo queue, right? Triple, it was like uh, just solo queue. So it was like teams of three, but it was solos. Um, solo queues, right? <laughs> and so mm -hmm. I was playing. We were pretty even, and there's this one guy who goes for the pass. It was a clear pass. But he keeps going after the ball. So because it's a pass, I'm going to go for it, right? He touches it, messes me up. We get scored on. And he's like, wow, are you serious? He stops moving, looks at my Twitch, and he's like, wow, Dan, you're an ugly. You should kill yourself. And I was like, wait, way to be toxic, bro. And he's like, I'm going to find you IRL and kill you. And I was like, excuse me, what? So, of course, I reported him and blocked him because I'm not going to put up with that crap. But it's like, that's just a really extreme example of how toxic the community is. And every single time I'm playing, because I have Twitch in my name, everyone's like, oh, man, are we live? Man, you suck. And I'm just like, I don't need this. 
Like, I, I really don't need this, so I don't stream Rocket League. And I don't play it enough to stream it. So the people who would follow me, that it would be like empty follows theoretically, just because I don't play it enough to really get people to come back and watch it. No, I understand that. I Back when, when I first tried streaming here, when I moved in to my own house, the very first guy that watched my stream, was, it was like, dude, you got carried to your rank. It's like, dude, you could just you could fucking suck my, you could yeah. suck my dude. Yeah, people are just, I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's like, yeah, they're just kind of memeing you, but a lot of the time it's just stuff that doesn't need to be said or it's just, you know, hurtful. Or, it's like, it's like, it's like really, dude? It's just like a whole new level of toxicity, really. But, you know, it is what it is, and a lot of things don't bother me, but when someone threatens to find me in real life and kill me, like, I know it's not going to happen, but still, like, that's the stupidest thing you can ever say. Like, you need to actually chill out. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Is there anything else, Chance, that you need to mention? Anything at all? Not that I can think of. Honestly, yeah. nothing, nothing really else off the top of my head. Yeah, this one was kind of short just because there really wasn't a lot this past week that we could find. There was a lot of the, stuff to just kind of mention, but... Well, the past few weeks, there hasn't really been a whole bunch to, to speak about. Yeah, it's been pretty quiet. The biggest thing that I've seen is a Xbox uh, PlayStation 5 hype. That's really about the only thing I've seen. There's a few things that are going around, like a lot of big-name like Fortnite players are getting put on different big-name esports teams, but whatever like good for them but whatever that's that's about it though i haven't really seen anything like controversy wise or really you know newsworthy just a lot of mentions really and that's about it oh yeah honestly i honestly i actually stick stick around for the most part because i'm gonna be what do you what do you think dan should we should we start covering nintendo direct as well as the e3s oh we're definitely going to be talking about that that'll probably be its own separate podcast I'm thinking that's what we're going to try and do. We should try and make that its own separate one. That'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be it'll be something to think about. So think about it. And then here soon, we're going to actually start having guest speakers come on, and uh, they're going to be talking with us and just kind of giving their opinions and whatnot. So if you are someone who wants to be involved, we ask that you at least follow us on Twitch or something along the sorts. Um, subscribers will have priority not to try and you know be a sellout or anything, but we want to have people you know that are willing to support us. You know, we want to somewhat support them and have them on and. Uh, you know, stuff like that. That's about it. <laughs> like, it was a pretty short one. I think this is only going to go to maybe 25 minutes, if that. Max, maybe? I don't know. It's, it's just, it's been very quiet. Yeah, very quiet news-wise. But like like we said, E3 is just around the corner. We have, I think, like just over a month, a month and a half, maybe, until that all comes out. Uh, maybe a little more. Two months max, just because I can't remember off the top of my head when it's, when it's going to start. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, I guess we'll do the sign-out. Unless you got anything, anything chance. I, I, I literally have nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, here we go. This is Dan. This is Chance, and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Pog Chance.